feel kind of like God. <laughs> and then this man with the devil on his hand came and took the hat. Free Britney. Free Britney. Hello, and welcome back to Burn and Urban, a Dab to Death miniseries. If you are joining me for the first time, I am your host, Nick Nobody Savage. If you are returning, welcome back. And if you are a Patreon donor, then welcome to the very first video edition of Burn and Urban, which will be Patreon exclusives. Of course, you can still listen to the episodes for free wherever you listen to podcasts. I just figured that due to the um, nature of the activity being performed during the episodes, <coughs> it would be easier not to worry about censoring anything for, you know, YouTube. So I know it's been a minute, but I'm back and burning that urban. Speaking of, this time I'm puffing on a Paper Plains and Panacea Farms uh, collaboration pre-roll. We did a internal infusion as well as uh, external painting and infusion with THCA and live resin oil. Uh, I made mine a little bit, a little bit more uh, crystallized than the ones that hit market. You know, I had to do it myself. A little something, something special. But uh, yeah, as you can probably tell by the title. We're going to be talking about black-eyed kids, the creepy little fuckers. So, what the hell are black-eyed kids exactly? While no one knows exactly what they are or where they come from, all stories of black-eyed children paint a similar picture. They resemble normal children between the ages of 6 and 16, aside from their eerily pale skin, usually outdated clothes, and... Oh yeah, they're freakish black eyes. And I'm not talking about like, oh, they got a big old black eye, like somebody punched him in the face. No, I mean like their eyes are just completely pitch black. Like a shark's eyes. Anyway. Some sources say that the stories mainly began to appear in the 1980s. Leading many to believe that they are nothing more than a story made up and spread for entertainment. <laughs> I mean, isn't that just what an urban legend is, really, in the long run? I mean, sure, some of them might be true or based off of slightly true things, but for the most part, it's just kind of entertainment. Anyway, other resources have claimed that the first documentation of Beck's Black Eyed Kids was actually in 1996 when Texas journalist Brian Bethel wrote stories of two supposed encounters with black-eyed kids on a, quote, ghost-related mailing list. So it kind of sounds like he made it up. Uh, one was an encounter of his that occurred in Texas, while the other was a similar but unrelated encounter by another person in Portland, Oregon. Oh, God. <coughs> 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 Some 
Uh, some people believe black-eyed kids to be ghosts, lost spirits of children trapped on Earth, while others claim that they might be demons, vampires, or even practitioners of black magic. Some... Ooh. Some UFO enthusiasts even go so far as to claim that they are alien-human hybrids, potentially the result of alien abductions. While the debate on what black-eyed kids are continues, all of the stories of encounters with Bex share the same spooky details. A person will usually come across a black-eyed kid or kids at night and will begin to experience a general sense of unease the moment the encounter begins. Most times, they will appear at people's front doors or outside of their cars, asking to be let inside because they are looking for their parents. However, rather than sitting here and trying to solve the mystery of what black-eyed kids are, I thought I would dig up some stories of encounters to show just how creepy these little fucks actually are. (coughs) (coughs) Right after I finish dying. Man, I'm already feeling a little high. Alright, the first story is titled All Work and No Play. Makes Jack a dull boy. In 2010, a man known as Noetic encountered two black-eyed teenagers outside his place of work. It was an ordinary July night in Ohio, and Noetic was in the middle of a night shift. Craving a cigarette, Noetic stepped outside the building and noticed two teenage boys across the street. (coughs) As he smoked, he realized that the boys were staring at him. Like that. Weary, Noetic returned to the safety of his cubicle and tried to refocus on his work only to see through the security cameras that the boys had appeared in front of his building, motioning for him to come outside. Fed up, Noetic went to the door, contemplating whether or not he should call the police. As if they had read his mind, the boys insisted that such an action was unnecessary. All they needed was to use a phone. Noetic refused. He watched in horror as one of the boys continued to stare up at the security camera, while the other ventured to the back of the building, watching the cameras as though, as, they could, as though they could see what Noetic was doing. With frayed nerves, Noetic contain, contacted the police, watching the teenagers on the video feed the entire time. When the officer arrived on the scene, he could not locate the teenagers anywhere, despite the fact that Noetic never tore his eyes away from the video feed. That's just kind of creepy, too, because, like, especially if they are, like, some kind of demon or, like, supernatural creature, the fact that they can, like, 
look through the cameras almost like it's a reverse camera and they can see you, that's just fucking creepy. That's pretty, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, no. That's a hard no. Thank you, but no. Next story. This one's called Bumps in the Night. One night, a man was dozing in the spare bed in his infant daughter's room when he heard a strange bump outside his house. Initially, the man thought nothing of it, believing it to be the family cat. But the thumps continued. The man checked the porch, but the cat was nowhere to be found. He then walked into the kitchen and found two figures loitering outside his front door. They knocked on the door. Both were boys, around 10 or 11, and gave off a pungent, moldy odor. That's weird. I've never seen any of the stories mention an odor before. Anyway, sorry. May we use your telegraph? One of the boys said, looking up at the man. To his horror, the man realized both boys had eyes that were completely black. Ignoring the odd remark about a telegraph, the man told the boy he didn't have service in his house and shut the door. As the man slowly made his way back to his daughter's room, the two boys thumped on the walls. The man clutched his daughter to his chest. As the boys incessantly knocked against the window, their eerie eyes and awful persistence made the man too scared to fall asleep. He remained crouched on the floor of the room for several hours, fighting to ignore the knocks that occurred every couple of minutes. The couple... Uh, the moment his wife's alarm clock went off, however, the knocking ceased, and the black-eyed children were nowhere to be seen. So wait, your wife didn't hear any of this the whole time? It was just like banging on the walls and the windows, and she doesn't wake up until her alarm goes off? So does that mean they can like target specific people instead of just like anybody there can see them? Again, I would just move. Wouldn't deal with it. Creepy shit. <coughs> then again, it's not like it's like haunting. You know, it's not going to stay at your house. Unless they could just like, what if they kept coming back? What if you just kept dealing with the black eyed kids like every fucking night? <coughs> oh, then I would move <coughs> for sure. This one is called The Boy by the Truck. On March 17, 2008, a 12-year-old boy had a bone-chilling experience in an outlet parking lot. While waiting in his mother's truck for his mother to finish getting a haircut, he saw a boy walking across the parking lot. Thinking it was a friend from school, the boy banged on the window until the other boy turned. Realizing it was not his friend, the boy in the truck watched in confusion as the strange kid walked up and stared through the window. The boy caught one glance at the other boy's solid black eyes and knew he was staring into the face of evil. You must let me in, the black-eyed boy demanded. Panicked, the boy in the car crouched under the glove compartment. After several minutes, the black-eyed boy finally disappeared. When the boy's mother returned to the truck, 
she informed her son that the black-eyed child had come into the salon, demanding the keys to her vehicle. Thankfully, the boy's mother did not give in. Dude, that's fucking... Ugh. That one gave me a little bit of chills. Like, that's just... Uh, like, because, like... He's trying to get into that vehicle, like, no matter what. If the boy won't let him, then the mom. He'll go to the mom and try to get the keys, and it's like... So it seems to me like whatever they are, I don't think they're like ghosts because they're way too, I think that's like way too like, I don't want to say like sentient, but like that's way too like intent. Like they're, I don't know what I'm saying. I just, I don't think that they're ghosts. (coughs) I personally feel like either like some kind of demonic presence or kind of like, I'm kind of digging the alien theory um, that like either they are aliens trying to like pass off as humans or they are like alien human hybrids. But it's either that or demons. Yeah, that or demons. Anyway, next story is called Cryptic Beauty. One evening, a recluse living in British Columbia decided to see a scary flick at the local movie theater. Already on edge because of the film, he leapt from his chair when he heard a knock on his door later that night. With each step he took towards the door, the man felt a sense of dread flood down his spine. Nevertheless, something compelled him to open the door. Standing on the front porch was a beautiful teenaged girl. The man guessed she was at around six feet tall and had beautiful blonde hair. May I enter the premises? The girl asked, looking up at the man with solid black eyes. Horrified by what he saw, the man screamed and slammed the door in her face. He marched to his bedroom, pulled out a gun, and sat in a chair in the corner until morning. Hours later, the man went to retrieve his mail. The black-eyed teen was nowhere to be found but the word soon was etched into his front door. Soon what? Like, oh, God, that like that one actually gave me chills too. Like, what the fuck? Like, soon? No, no. Never. How about never? We'll go with never. Soon. Fuck that. Creepy ass fucking kids, dude. Uh, I don't, I, anyway. <clears throat> so, Our next story is called Not in the Middle of Nowhere. On Thanksgiving 2015 in suburban America, a woman was enjoying the holiday on her own in her house when she heard a knock. It was around 7.30 p.m. when she heard a knock on the door. Believing it to be her neighbor's, she opened the door without looking. You never do that. Don't ever do that. Have you not seen movies and TV shows where it's like you open the front door and you just get popped in the face? Just, you're done. You're dead. Bye. You don't do that. You always, I mean, but then again, if they have like right up to the peephole and then just, either way, just check first. Just maybe even ask, like, who is it? Hello? What's up? No, don't, don't just, just, don't just open the door. Just seems foolish. Anyway. However, 
there stood two boys outside of her door with an eerie stance. They avoided any eye contact, but kept insisting to enter the house. The woman became hesitant, which is when the older of the two boys became persistent. It is here that they finally looked up and the woman noticed that they had completely black eyes. She shut the door on them, but they continued to knock the door. To knock on the door. It just says knock the door. Sorry. Eventually, she fell asleep during the early morning with all the lights on and the TV playing. But when awoke, she found all the lights turned off and the TV filled with black and white static. There had been someone or something in her house. See, this is creepy because this is the first story of a black-eyed kid that I've come across where it's like, it seems like they still got into the house even though you didn't let them in. Because that's the big thing is like, they're kind of like vampires. That's why people think they might be vampires is because you have to like invite them in. But I don't know. Because this one would seem to imply that they still got into the house, you know, like all of her lights were turned off. The TV was on static instead. But I mean, like, you know, some channels, they just like turn off after a certain time. Although don't. I don't think that's really a thing anymore. I'm kind of showing my age there. Anyway, moving right along. So pretty freaking weird, right? Those first five stories were found on thelineup.com, and there are four more there, so if you would like to read them, I will include a link in the episode description. The next story is a little bit longer and comes from Thought Catalog, and it's called The Nightcaller. It almost felt like a dream. I woke up to my dog, Lucy, barking. She was upright on the bed where my husband and I were sleeping with our 22-month-old daughter, staring at our door like an unknown stranger was out there rummaging around. I thought she was just freaking out over a house noise. We'd only had her for three months and she was still a puppy. It could have been anything. Our roommate, a creak from the house settling, the awnings moving outside in the breeze. I wasn't too concerned initially. I decided the best bet would be to open the door and show her nothing was there. It sounds a bit silly, but it's what we do with our daughter when she gets scared, and I figured it should work with a puppy too. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Our dogs are ridiculous. Started barking at like every little thing. But anyway, I opened the door and she raced to the front door. She stood there, snarling at the door. It was an angry, violent growl, one I had never heard her make before. I looked groggily at her and opened the baby gate, blocking the doorway, planning to open the door and show her everything was okay. The second my hand reached for the deadbolt, Lucy went wild. She started barking and jumped towards me, and when I touched the metal, she suddenly changed her temper. She whimpered, almost like she was afraid and backing down. As her mannerism changed, so did mine. I wasn't calm anymore. My heart was racing and sinking at the same time. I had been flooded with a mixture of fear and dread. I looked through the peephole. I can't explain why I looked, but I did. And outside were two kids. One was just a smidgen shorter than me and didn't look much younger. I'm 21, and she looked to be 16 or 17. She was slender and pale. 
Her hair was a light shade of honey blonde, and she wore it long, about mid-back, with long, thin, blunt bangs in the front that covered most of her eyes. She wore jeans, a light wash that's popular right now, and a thin-looking olive-colored pullover-style hoodie. She held the hand of a small girl, who looked to be around three or four, in the same style jeans and a button-down ivory cardigan. The smaller one looked at the floor shyly, but had the same shade of hair, tied back in a ponytail. She held a stuffed toy under her free arm, and it was identical to one my daughter has, as was their style of dress. Had it not been for the feeling of overwhelming dread and fear, I probably would have asked these children in and given them some tea or hot chocolate to get them out of the bitter cold, but something about them seemed off. At this point, I hadn't made any noise. I hadn't shushed the dog or grumbled, nothing. I hadn't turned on any lights. These kids had no indicators that I was at the door. The older one spoke. She had a voice that was mature, confident, strong, and accentless. She held her head tilted downward, and I couldn't see her eyes. She said, We have to use your phone. I stood frozen in fear. How did she know I was there? She raised her head to face me directly, and that was when I saw her eyes. There was a reason I couldn't see them through her bangs before. They were black, or midnight blue, or a dark, dark purple. They were otherworldly. She said, Our mother is worried. That was kind of accented, sorry. As someone who has always been interested in creepy stories, I knew what she was the second she looked at me through the door. I have never been one to believe in these things. As a staunch atheist and skeptic when it comes to the paranormal, I had written off many a ghost story from friends and family members eager to tell their tale. I didn't believe it. Still, I couldn't rationalize my way out of this. I was standing with nothing but a thin wooden door between me and a black-eyed kid. There was no questioning what was right in front of me. I did not answer her. Slowly and silently, I backed away from the door, Lucy still cowering at my ankles. She kept talking. Just let us in to use your phone. I took another step back, and with that step, the tone changed. At first, she seemed polite, When I took that second step back, she became commanding, almost hostile. We're not going to hurt you. If we wanted to do that, we would have broken in. I'll ask again. May we come in and use your phone? Lucy snarled at the door and I inched backward, though something inside me seemed to be slowly pulling me back towards the door. It wasn't a physical pulling so much as a subconscious need to go back and let them in. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that. Anyway, sorry. You do not open that door. I got to my room, covered up the window, locked the door, and sat there in the dim light of the nightlight. I heard her call me back to the door once more, and then quiet. I didn't go back to sleep that night, and I haven't slept right since. I know that from reading about them that black-eyed kids can't just come in without permission. I know they haven't hurt anyone, but
but I still fear I'll be the exception. When I told my husband, he said it was just a dream. He keeps telling me to forget it, but this lingering feeling of sadness, this dread when the house is silent at night, this fear of a knock at the door, this tells me otherwise. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, no. And then again, this is kind of like the thing with the, the guy's wife who the or the person's wife, sorry, the person's wife whose alarm, you know, woke them up in the morning, but didn't hear all of the banging on the walls and the windows. So it's like they obviously can target who can see or hear them. And that's just super fucking creepy. And then like the, the whole fact that like you didn't even answer the door. Or go to the door. Like, you went to the door, but, like, you didn't answer the door, and they knew you were there. So, like, these things definitely have some kind of supernatural quality beyond just being, like, a ghost, I feel. Like I said, I'm firm with probably the alien theory. Sorry, this pre-roll is lasting forever. And there's also, like, a nice fat ring of wax around it right now. So, that's probably why. (coughs) But yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would be really freaked out for a long time if I had any of these encounters, you know. Um, The one common thread in most of these stories, though, is that the people were all fortunate enough to make the decision not to let them in. In fact, many wonder exactly what would happen if you did. Well... I found a story where an older couple made that very mistake, and the consequences may have proved to be deadly. This one was also listed in the lineup article under the title, The Ones That Got In, but there was a little more detail on tbsnews.net, which will also be linked in the episode description. In the snowy town, within the middle of nowhere of Vermont, an elderly couple heard the sound of three loud knocks on their door. They opened the door and saw two children, a boy and a girl. Parents will be here soon. May we come in? The children did not make eye contact and just stood there in the doorway. The elderly couple were hesitant, but after a while they let the boy and girl inside. The kids settled on the couch while the wife made some hot cocoa, and the husband asked them questions that went unanswered. The wife returned and noticed that her cat was scared and angry with the children. May we please use the restroom? The wife looked at the kids, and she finally saw them. The children's eyes were as black as a starless universe. She directed them to the bathroom and returned to her husband, who was covering his face with his hand. Did you see their eyes? she asked. The husband then showed her his hand full of blood from a nosebleed. The power suddenly went out and the house was turned as dark as the kids' eyes. The wife headed to the restroom and was confronted by the voice of the kids at the end of the hall, uttering, Our parents are here. The kids then exited the house, leaving the door wide open. The wife then noticed that there were two men at the end of the driveway. The men were very tall and slender. The wife waved but did not receive the same friendly gesture. 
The two men and children then drove away together in one car. The power then came back on a little after the kids left. Throughout the next week, weird things happened in the house. Three out of the four cats went missing, and the fourth had been found dead in the pool of its own blood. The husband continued to have nosebleeds and finally went to the doctor, where he was diagnosed with very aggressive skin cancer. Like with most urban legends, most of these stories cannot be confirmed and have been circulating around with minor detail changes for years. But there is no denying that these black-eyed kids are beyond creepy, and should they be real, whatever they may be, I know I don't ever want to encounter one. What I really find cool, or like or that last story, uh, I, and it kind of reaffirms my belief in the alien theory, is that you know those two men that came to pick up the kids might have been like men in black or like you know aliens themselves you know like tall slender that's been like a lot of descriptions of aliens in the past so you know but then like them driving away in the car kind of makes me think that it's like the men in black which you know it's kind of a interesting correlation If there are any urban legends you would like me to cover, or any feedback and in general, you can send it to feedback at dabtodeath.com. Uh, be sure to put Burning Urban in the subject line. Thank you for listening. Join the Patreon linked in the description to watch the video episodes along with other exclusive content. And next time, we'll be talking about the Men in Black. Until then, keep burning that urban. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>